Best Conversations Podcast, man. This is a really, really, really special, special, special episode. It's Super Bowl week, so I figured we'll get on an NFL, a former NFL player, um, a classmate of mine, a former UNC alumni, Carolina Panther, Scotland High School alum, uh, First, one of the first people I knew from 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 where I'm from to make it to that level. First time to the program. Everybody welcome Holly Taylor. What's up, brother? Uh, what's up? What's up, bro? I'm Appreciate good. That. I'm good, man. Thank you so much for um for taking the time to um to do this interview, man. Um, like I was telling you, man. Like you know, so so many people you know, was rooting for you when you was in the NFL, but you never really heard that, the story and the grind and everything to get up to, to get to that level. So I thought that's why it'd be amazing to, um, to have you on, man, because, you know, you, you from where I'm from, man, you know, ain't, ain't too many making it out of, you know, Wagram Lawrenberg, bro. Yeah. 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 Nah, you, you're right, man. It, uh, you know, we uh, you know, we actually we spend most of our time in, in good old Wagram. That's even right. smaller than Marburg. So uh right. yeah, man, it was definitely um a dream come true um to to make it out. Uh definitely something I had to visualize daily. Uh had to sacrifice a lot, you know, it's it's kinda easy, you know, to go to a, a different path where we're from. Uh you just kinda gotta be a be your own uh person, you know what I mean, and surround yourself with you know, like-minded people, you know, uh, me and you, me and you cross paths, you know, we never had any issues. We all, it was always good energy. So, you know, you just kind of, do you remember, do you remember we crossed paths? We, 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 we had a, we had a class together before we get started on, on your luck, your lunk, on your uh, great journey. We had a class together. Let me see if you remember. Uh, huh? Was it Coach McKenna class? Uh, who who taught who taught that little wood shop class? Yeah, Coach McKenna. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. So um, so Holly used to be my uh beatboxer. Uh, <laughs> I used to be rapping. I used to rap, 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 rap. It was me and uh, I think the the young man name was Ahmad. We used to be rapping, 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 rapping. Holly just be beatboxing all the whole time. Oh, yeah. You know it. Dang, I, I was I was wondering if if you remember that, man. We we we've we've been out of we've been out of high school a long time. But um before we get into your journey, man, like I said, man, it's Super Bowl week, man. Um you played in the NFL, you know the game. Who's Super Bowl pick, bro? Man, uh off, off top, just going off just the, the last game, I got to go with the Bucks. The Bucks. Um, you know, of course, Tom Brady, uh, you can't bet against him. But, you know, I just like that Buck defense. You know, they create turnovers. They create opportunities, you know, uh, and allow Tom Brady to be super aggressive, you know. So when Tom throw a – you know, when, when Brady throw a pick, you know, the defense go right back out there and get an interception. So it allows – Time to play aggressive. I don't think a lot of people see that, but he can go out there without any worries and know the defense, you know, has his back. So that's who I'm choosing. I, I think it's going to be a, a, a – the score ain't going to be as high as people think it's going to be. Uh, I think it's going to come down to a defensive 
uh, you know, turnover possession. Uh, I think they pulled out. Speak on speak on Tom Brady. Um, Tom Brady for a second, uh, Holly. Uh, we've all watched his greatness. Um, he's been in the league since we was in high school, um, mm-hmm. and he's still doing it at an elite level. Um, what what do you, what do you think um, makes him so great? That makes him the goat. He had that chip on his shoulder. You know, if you if you think back when he got drafted, he got drafted in the sixth round. So. Six round typically denotes as about, you know, 200 picks ahead of you, mm-hmm. 200 people. So you got to think, you know, there was probably at least 10 to 15 quarterbacks that were chosen in front of him. Mm-hmm. So I think he still has a chip on his shoulder. It's something you got to keep. And that's what made greatness. I mean, he, he grinds every day as if he's still a six round pick, even though he's one of the best to ever do it. So... I think he's he's staying super consistent and uh, keeping that fire lit. Okay, so it's on record. So you saying you got a low you got a low scoring game? You got you got Buccaneers by let's say seven three. What's up? Yeah, say yeah. I would say the Bucks. Yeah, I would say yeah. I would say seven three in there. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Wake North Carolina, Holly. Um, when I say Wake North Carolina, man, what do you think of? Man, I think about just Knicks. Okay. <laughs> First thing they come to Knicks, you know what I mean? You know, a little convenience store, you get your pizza, your potatoes. And after that, man, I just think of a, a, uh, just the grind, you know, um, Wake Park. You know what I mean? If it wasn't Knicks, it was Wake Park. And Wake Park, you know, you had your parking lot, which is where – you did your football practices that for the Raiders and the Rams. I remember. I, well, I remember you from the Raiders. I think I'm. I remember. I remember you from the Raiders. Um, hold on. Go back to me. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I remember you from. I remember you from the Raiders. I'm. I'm I think I'm. I think I'm about a year older than you, and I was mm-hmm. playing for the Rams. And um, I said, "Boy, that boy special." Like you, I think at this time you was running like you was playing running back. I was great memory. Yep, I was. Yep, <laughs> you was playing running back, and I just remember playing for the Rams. We would practice on the same field in Wagram, and um, you were just you were just you were just gone. I was like, boy, that that boy Hali is a problem, man, a problem. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that um, you know, honestly, when I first, you know, you know, I didn't want to get off subject, but basically. You know, when you mentioned, mentioned the Raiders, you know, um, when I first started playing, I was playing, you know, in the front yard and stuff, you know what I mean? And so, you know, when you're accustomed to a certain atmosphere and you get out of that, you know, you're just thinking, like, how oh, them boys at the park bigger, you know? Right, right. And, and so at the time, uh, Weston Johnson, which was Little Jay, Little Jay. He, was he was a man, you know what I mean, uh, for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So, I went in knowing that, and, uh, you know, he still had a good career, but, you know, I was able to go in and, and earn, you know, earn a little respect. So, yeah, man, you you know that part had a lot of great, you know, a lot of great athletes come through there. A lot of great people like yourself doing things, you know what I mean? Just to envision something outside of Wago, man, um, it's, it's great, man. I mean, it's a great little small time. Shout out to Coach Sleepy. Um, yeah, the goat. He's the goat, man. He's, he's, uh, he's like a Belichick. He, he's a Belichick, literally. <laughs> abs- absolutely. 
so let's let's get right to it, man. Scotland High School. Um, by time by time you got to Scotland ninth grade, uh, playing football, um, was the NFL was was I'm gonna say was college football on on the vision on the mind already? You know what it was, Kwan, and at that time, to give you a backstory, and Shaw at Shaw I played defensive end and quarterback. You played quarterback at Shaw. I did. A lot of people don't know that I played quarterback. Yep, eighth grade year I played. Wow. Yeah. So what do numbers look like eighth grade year? My numbers, I don't. You know, you know, back then it was it was more in touchdowns and stuff. But I had I had a lot of touchdowns. Um, both passing and running because, you know, the, the, the coach at the time, Coach Steve Wood, he gave me the leeway, um, you know, me and Scott Reese, you know. Scott Reese, Pete, Pete Scott Reese. Pete. Yeah, he was a center. And so, um, depending on how the lineman was lined up on the center, all I had to do was tap Scott, he would block that wing, and I'd just do a quarterback sneak and score. Right. Cool. So, yeah, at that time, you know, we were kind of a little ahead of the game. You know, uh, they really weren't thinking about things like that. So I had a lot of touchdowns that way. But I played, I played, uh, I played quarterback. And going into ninth grade year, of course, you know, I'm thinking I'm gonna be quarterback. You right. Know what I mean? So going into it, you know, you have your tryouts. You know, they have different. You know, they say what position you want to play, and based on what position you want to play, you go to that area. You know, after you run your forty yard. I, I remember that if grade first day of practice. Uh, it's you just go where you just go where you want to go. Pick a position. You you run to the position. You go to yep. it. Eventually, the coach will realize like, that's not might not be for you, young man. So, <laughs> right. so let right. me tell you my story, Holly. I'm wearing a 21 jersey prime time. Uh, it was a gazillion cats going over there to wide receiver. I'm like, I'm not I ain't going over there. You ain't gonna never get to play. Is uh, wide receiver. So I'm like, I'm gonna go over here and play DB. And then um. I think I think the um this is right around this is J V year eventually. Uh Coach Chancellor, whatever the D B coach name was for Scotland, something. Okay. I yeah. forget the name. So we we so I get in the game, we blowing Marlboro out, and I get in the game and I'm and I you know, I'm playing cornerback and um <laughs> the dude the dude is like just just kill me on the fade, but but he misses it. And I was, and at that point, the coach was like, "Look, bro, uh, you going to safety? <laughs> you, you, got you up out of there? Yeah, got got me up out of there. I, I definitely could have made the highlight reel if uh, if bro would have got me. But um, but I'm sorry to get off track. But um, nah, nah you good? I mean, I mean, stuff like that happens, man. I mean, yeah. even though I made it professionally, I made a gazillion mistakes like that. You know what I mean? And you know, as as, as a defensive lineman. You know, you can cover your mistakes a little more mm-hmm. because you know you're kind of you're trying to get to the ball. But as a DB and a receiver, you're in an island. So when people are looking, it's just it's just y'all. It's not like looking at you know four or five people all jumping together. So I mean, you definitely got to have amnesia. You know, playing, yeah, you got to. So, but yeah, so go back to the story. Just like you said, you went to run your position. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, I'm ready to go to quarterback, right? Right. So, Sam, you know, uh, our eighth grade year, we actually uh, blew out, like, everybody in Scotland County. Nobody scored a point on us. Like, we was known to be that team. So, you know, you kind of merged together. 
So Maria McFadden at the time, mm -hmm. he was a quarterback for Sycamore Lane or whatever. Yep. Me and Maud had this rivalry. He played for the Vikings, you know, Raiders and Vikings. We had our ordeal, you know, uh, Sycamore Lane and Shaw. So we go to race each other. Uh, we knew each other. We raced each other. And we had the same time. When the coach said, all right, Maria, go to quarterback. Highly, go to uh, defensive lineman. And, you know, it's a slap in the face. Absolutely. You know, being a skill player to that. Mm -hmm. So, um, man, I was pissed off. I was pissed off because not only did you tell me I couldn't play a position, but you did it in front of somebody that that's my rival, and you put him where I think I should be. Right. So, um, went down there, defensive lineman, Coach Steele was down there, Walter Steele. Yes, sir. Yeah, one of my mentors, he was down there. And so, uh, he had a drill. I had no idea. I've never heard of a pulling guard in my life, never seen one. So he had a drill where, you know, you line up as a defensive lineman. And then, uh, you know, he had offensive lineman lined up. And then you didn't know where the block was coming from. You just had to react. And so long story short, uh, one of our good friends, Dane Monroe, uh, which went to Carver, um, he was one of the offensive linemen at the time. And he came out of nowhere. And just lo and behold, you know, at the last minute, I seen him. And we collided. And uh, from there, Coach Steele did not even let me smell quarterback no more. I never played quarterback again. And, uh, you know, the rest was history. I always played, played defensive end. Now, now, did you um, – now, now, bring me uh, – I got – sometimes I got good memories, sometimes I don't. Um, mm -hmm. Now, when did you start playing varsity? By, by sophomore year? Uh, sophomore year, I wouldn't say a sophomore year. You know, I played JV. And you know, at the end of the year, when your, your season's done a little early, you get moved up. Right. That's what happened. Yeah. So I'm technically, I mean, yeah, but not really. You know what I mean? I, I play as a sophomore and then I played varsity for two years. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking you might, you might have, you might have jumped. I, I, I remember, I remember I was on that 10 and 1 JV team when we lost the, just to Richmond. That was my last year ever playing football uh, for Scotland. Uh, okay. Not or nine and one, ten and one. We only, only uh, we only lost the um, to Richmond. Me, the same team. Me and Quentin, me and Quentin D Bears on that same team. D Bear. Okay, okay. I, know, uh, I ain't no Quentin play uh, football. You don't remember that? <laughs> nah, you just told me something new, bro. Nah, I never knew that. <laughs> yeah, he played. He played wide. He played wide receiver. Me and Quentin. That's what's up. Yeah, I ain't know that. We was in that last bunch of, you know, we getting blown out. Then they they throwing us, they throwing us. Y'all <laughs> <laughs> uh, the brains. Y'all the brains, man. That's yeah, what y'all By the time you get to your junior, senior year, man, um, when, when, when does the notoriety is, is happening where people, where, where people are recruiting and, and, and thinking that you could be something special? That's a good question. So actually, notoriety for me happened in my junior season. Um, I uh, That was my first year in varsity. And, um, you know, I had, a, I had a good year. I had a good year. Um, that year we actually um, went to the playoffs. We made it to the third round. Wow. And we made it to play a school called Independence, which at the time they had probably the biggest, you know, a lot of people, Samir is a big athlete, is a big well-known athlete, 
But at the time, there was a big athlete named Chris Lee, and he was probably just as big, yeah, just as big, if not bigger, than, you know, what Zamir Buzz was. To kind of give you a take on how it was. He was he was that guy, you know what I mean? And so um, I went into that game, you know, back then, we didn't have a lot of these video outlets to where we could showcase our talents. Our opportunities was presented when we played a good player, you know what I mean? So I knew going into this game, there's going to be a lot of scouts there looking at Chris Lee or whatever. And so by me playing defensive end, I said the only way that I, I feel I get no riding is being close to him the entire game. And so I said my prayers that game, and I had a great game against him, you know, even though we, we lost. But um, still to this day, he said we was the toughest defense ever. I think we have him like 80 yards. He was averaging like four or 500 yards, 50 points a game. And they beat us 21 to seven with – you know, call it back two touchdowns that we feel like shouldn't have been called back. They called back two? Yep, they called uh, back uh, one on Daryl Mitchell, D. Mitch, mm-hmm. and then Belton. He caught one, and they said he was out. So those two right there kind of, you know, held us back. But nevertheless, you know, we, we was a tough team. We feel like we would have got past them, you know, we would have won it all that year. But um, i never forget after that game, the following week, you know, you kind of – Go out and clean your lockers and stuff like that. Coach Levat, uh, was another mentor, Coach Levat, he called me to the office and he said, somebody want to talk to you. And uh, it was a scout from UNC Chapel Hill named Coach Brewer, who ended up being the one recruiting me the whole time. And so he called, he said, man, I like what you did at the game, basically. I seen you, you know, interested in you. And uh, at this time, to kind of give you this kind of overall view, I didn't – I kind of set myself short because I, I was always undersized. Like, I was 180 pounds playing defensive end. Like, 180 pounds is like a receiver and right. steel player. You know what I'm saying? So, in my head, I was like, well, I probably go D1AA. And I had it in my sights that I wanted to go to um, Appalachian State. And at the time, this is what Stuart Adams, older guy, had went. So, I kind of had it in my head. I wanted to go there, you know, super rural and all that. So, um, long story short, man, I, Every since, you know, the scout game is if one one person likes it and everybody likes it. So after that, the letters start rolling in from uh from everywhere. Um and uh I just kind of just, you know, going to my senior year, said that I was gonna make that decision to go to a college before um, you know, before my first game. And so uh it was tough because you kinda wanna play the recruiting game, you know, I had like, there's a lot of schools that was after me. You want to have the bragging rights and say, oh yeah, I had yeah. even 50 offers. But, you know, um, my dad, you know, rest in peace, you know, he, he he made me look at it from a business perspective. He said, you know, Lano, his name was Holly, he called me Lano, a middle name, you know, you got to think about, you know, if you get injured, you know, what, what schools you want to go to and what school will you think you better get a job afterwards. And so uh, he made me see that. And he made me see that to go ahead and get decision out of the way so I don't have to worry about it during my senior season, that I can enjoy it. And I'm glad I did it. And I, that's when I committed to, to Chapel Hill the night before we played uh, Lumberton. Wow, that, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's amazing, bro. Um, you you um, going to UNC just from, just, from, just from afar, just watching, I was like, man, this – this would be such a perfect fit for him, man, just to stay in 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 the, in the state. Um, 
was there was there anybody really really close that you ever thought about that you could have went to outside of Appalachian State? Yes, um, you know, to be honest with you, um, at Virginia Tech, well, there was two schools. There was Virginia Tech and South Carolina, so mm -hmm. I liked a lot. And I liked both of them because of proximity. Mm -hmm. And I liked South Carolina because I felt like down there, you know, for some reason, it's the stigma between South and North Carolina. I feel like South Carolina feel like, you know, we North Carolina, we pretty boys, we basketball, you know what I mean, blah, blah, blah. And so um, I wanted to go down there to play in the SEC because still to this day, they feel like they're the best, which I respect them. But at the end of the day, I don't I don't see no difference. We, we played them. I don't see them no different in the ACC. You know what I mean? So uh, I wanted to go down there to prove that. But Lou Holtz at the time, he had already said that he was going to be leaving. And I wanted to go because of him, because he was one of my best coaches, favorite coaches, because when he coached at Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. So uh, by him leaving, that scratched him off. Well, Virginia Tech offered me. I liked them a lot. Mm -hmm. And I was I was about to accept the offer on the spot. And my daddy said, well, you know what, just let us think about it. And so that's when he gave me the spiel about which school will I feel the most comfortable with and which school, you know, was the closest to me. So. Um, if Virginia Tech would have been an hour closer, uh, I would have went. I would have went there. Uh, one of one of uh, Scotland High alumni, uh, I think I'm correct, Jacoby. Yeah. With the UNC. Yeah. Yep. Um, did you talk to Jacoby any any on 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 life at at UNC and things like that? Yeah. Yeah. So we actually have uh, you have what you call unofficial visits. Mm -hmm. uh, to go to the school, and that's when they pair you up with, you know, a current player, and they kind of take you around. They either take you to, you know, basketball game, or they just take you out and about, just kind of show you, you know, the day to day life. And so, um, Jacoby was my host, mm -hmm. and Jacoby. I mean, a lot of people would think by being from the same town that he would kind of force it on me, but Jacoby, he never forced the issue on me. You know, what I mean, he just said, you know, make a decision at the end of the day. But I can tell you by experience, this is what I experienced, and this is what I like, and this is what I don't like. And so he left the ball on my court. Um, and, you know, when it came, you know, came time to make a decision, it was easy because he was from he's from back home. And I knew he kind of treated me like a little brother, and I kind of looked at him like a big brother. Right. So he had a lot to do with the, uh, the decision as well. Him and uh, there was another guy named Willie McNeil. Willie, Willie McNeil, uh, running back. No, he played offensive tackle. Offensive tackle, big guy. You're talking about Willie Parker. You think about Willie Parker? You think about Willie Parker? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, most people I know, because I've I've, I've hooped with you. You uh, was a two you was a two star athlete in high school. Uh, you, you play you play basketball as well. Was it was there any um, people trying to recruit you to play basketball? I I know uh, basketball in Scotland County doesn't quite get the light like football does. So you know. Um, people don't always recognize us as a basketball school or anything, but was anybody trying to recruit you to play basketball as well? Um, no. Um, no, at the time, there wasn't anybody. Um, you can remember, I, like, going into my junior year, I don't even, I don't even think I played, I played my junior year. I did play my junior year, but Coach Everett had left then. Um, Coach Everett left out of my sophomore year. Right. Um, but at the time, it was Coach Everett. And, you know, Myline Clark, 
uh, which is probably one of the best uh, next to Junior, next to Junior Harrington, um, one of the best players I, I've, I've played with. You know what I mean? Um, God, we can throw Floopy in there as well. Who was that? Floopy, what was his name? Raymond McKeithen or something? Raymond. I heard about Raymond. Um, I heard he was good too, but I, I guess I should rephrase the people that I've seen play. You know what yeah, I mean? But I heard. I, I mean, heard he was like. Those are the three that that that. Okay. Uh, that always get mentioned as probably the three best uh, people to come from Scotland High School. Okay, you said Raymond McKee. Mm-hmm. I heard you. Yeah, I heard him. Yeah, I heard him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, man, um, I didn't, but I, I wanted to, um, mm-hmm. to to get to get recruited. But then going into my junior year, once I started getting more notoriety in, in football, um, I didn't even play basketball my senior year because you know I had to gain weight and do things that that nature. You know, with basketball, it's kind of that's kind of intuitive. So um, after my junior year, I kind of gave up that hope. But as you know, man, you know, we, we hoop. We hoop. <laughs> so, hoop. Yeah, it was hard to give up. <laughs> yeah, man. Lo- yeah. Love love hooping, man. Um, gra- graduated from Scotland, uh, class of 04, I think. Um, you, go, you, go in, you go to UNC. Did you offer you a full, a full ride? Full ride, yep. Full, full ride. ride, man. I know your parents had to be so proud, man, to – don't have to worry about college. You ain't got to worry about college. You ain't got to worry about paying for it. Um, you get to, you get to UNC. You go to Chapel Hill. Um, that that summer, that summer, man. What's what's the mindset? What's what's the thought? Um, earn respect. I, I gotta earn my respect. You know what I mean? I gotta I gotta show these guys that you know that the head coach. And Coach Brewer, which the guy recruiting me, didn't make a mistake, you know, by bringing me in here and allowing me to join kind of that fraternity, you know what I mean? Because football is basically fraternity without it being called a fraternity, you know what I mean? A lot of the guys, we have some guys pledge different fraternities, but I mean, it's really like a brotherhood, you know what I mean? You, 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 you sweat, we cry together, and we'd be happy together, you know what I mean? It's literally blood, sweat, and tears, you know what I mean? We go through so much together. And so um, going into that summer, you know, I felt like, you know, I had a city on my back and then I had to go in and prove something. And so uh, thankfully I went in there, man, and, uh, you know, I earned a lot of people respect because, you know, I was super small. You know what I mean? I never forget coming in. They were clowning me like, be in, like, boy, you like a receiver. You know what I mean? Like literally like clowning me, like everybody, like skinny pimp. That was one of my niggas, skinny pimp. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just had to go in there, man, and earn my respect. And uh, that summer is, is when, you know, when, when my journey, you know, began of doing that. Absolutely. Um, when do, do you feel like um, you had to get bigger, get stronger, get faster? I did. Going in, um, it wasn't so much faster, you know what I mean? Uh, that's one of the things that, you know, that I was blessed with speed as always. So I really wasn't too much worried about that. Um, you know, of course, I, I thought I could improve, and I did improve speed-wise, but it was more weight because I was about 190, you know what I mean? And now I'm going to college where, you know, it's basically grown men, you know what I mean? You're playing with grown men, playing people got, you know, facial hair on their face, mm-hmm. um, you know what I mean? Some people got kids, and so... I know I had to get my weight up. So um, I went in, I think, 190 that summer. And then that fall and spring 
is when I gained a good amount of weight. I got to about 220. You know what I mean? And then my sophomore year, going into my junior year, is when I made a jump, a bigger jump of gaining 20 pounds, which I was about two, I got about 240. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my senior year, I left at 245. So, you know, looking at it now, I mean, I gained about, about 50 pounds. And the crazy thing about it is Coach Barnes, Mark Barnes, before I went to college, that's what he said. That's what he used to tell recruit. He said how he has a frame to gain about 45 to 50 pounds. Wow. It, it, it was true. You know what I'm saying? I didn't think it was true because, you know, you go to 190, 240, you're thinking that's, you know, that's a lot of weight. So, right. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what happened, man. It was a weight. I would really want to worry about speed. It was just the weight. Um, number thirty-three. What what was the um what was the science in in choosing that number? That's a great question, K. Well, I'm glad you asked that. So there's a story behind that in my Panther number. But thirty-three, when I came in, you know, they kind of they don't. You can ask for a number, but sometimes they assign you a number. Okay. And they just gave me that number, right? Mm -hmm. So when you go to your locker. They, the old locker used to have a sheet and they'd say, you know, X player made all ACC, uh, X player made all American or whatever. So I get to the locker and first of all, you know, I wanted number 40 because that was a number I wore because of Gail Sayers. That was my favorite player of all time. Um, rest in peace. Um, so I go to the locker and number 33 has no accolades ever. Like nothing is up there. It's a blank sheet of paper. So I said, all right. I said, all right, man, you know what? I'm keeping this number. I ain't even want 40 because there was a senior with number 40. I still could have had it, but it would have been two number 40s. And I don't like it. I just like to be my, you know what I mean? I like to be my own player. I hate, I hate it when college started that. That was so, so whack to me. Like, why, why is it like a, a, a number on offense got the, the same number as the person on the defense? I, I never understood that when college started doing yeah. it. Um, well, one reason why is college because you have a lot more players. Like of that. course, of course. You see what I'm yeah, but I'm with you. I really want digging. So um, I said, you know what? This going to be my goal is before I leave here, I want this sheet of paper to be filled. And so uh, I kept number 33. And uh, thankfully, I was able to, to, to attain that goal of, of getting it filled up. Yeah, man. Um, who? who Who's the who's who the uh, the head coach of UNC at, at your uh, your time there? Uh, it was Coach Button for my first three years, John Button, and then my last year was Coach Butch Davis. Butch Davis, it was it was a lot of it was a lot of excitement uh, when, when I remember when uh, Butch Davis uh, came um, to take over the program. Uh, uh, Ex NFL coach, um, talk talk about your senior your senior year and, and, and you know this is this is a very pivotal season for you and now going in having a new uh head coach what was your mindset man I ain't gonna lie um you know I'm being completely transparent because this is you know I know you keep it real um they told us when they told us my junior year because you got to think my junior year by this time I've already had two position coaches and now you know you're you're, you're talking about taking away a head coach and I'm trying to make it to the NFL, you know what I'm saying? So I never get the position coach at the time, which was uh, Danny Pyramid, which he's he coached for Clemson now. 
Uh, he was actually uh, at VTech recruiting, so it worked out. Okay. He, uh, he came in because he was my position coach at the time, and he said, hey, just got news, you know, we're not going to be here next year. And basically at this time, we knew Coach Button wasn't going to be here no longer. And so, man, I honestly, man, like, I just start crying, man, because it was – you kind of see your future before you, you know what I mean? And it's like constantly starting over. You know what I mean? Starting over again, starting over, starting over. And so it's like you build these relationships with these people, and then you just got to break it off. You know what I mean? And NFL, you kind of at a point, you kind of get used to it. But in college, it's kind of that learning process of, you know, people leave every year. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so, man, I just, I just, I cried, man. I thought about it, and I prayed, prayed, and then, um, you know, I think a few days later, we find out Coach Davis was coming. And um, it was a blessing in disguise, man, because prior to him getting there, you know, to be honest, we didn't hear national championship a lot. It was kind of almost uh, okay just to make it to the bowl game. And right. honestly, me, I wasn't about that. I was about national championship. Like, you know, you got to thank you the best to Absolutely. be the best. You know what I mean? And so one of the first things Coach Davis did when he walked in is mention national championship. And at that point, you know, I stood up in my seat and I said, you know what, this is going to be a good year. You know what I mean? Because his barometer was already up here. You know what I mean? Like, realistically, in one year making the national championship, like, even if we would have went undefeated, we probably wouldn't have made it. But because we ain't here, we could have been a lot higher than what we were before. You know what I mean? And so, um, and he came in, said that. And from there, I met Coach John Blake. Rest in peace. He passed away this year. Like I'm saying, recipes way too much. Um, he passed away this year. He was a position coach. And, you know, his philosophy was a philosophy that I hadn't had since uh, Scotland High School with Coach Tom Perry. And he basically used my strengths. He said, Ali, you got speed, use it. You know what I'm saying? Do what you do, basically. He didn't confine me. You know what I mean? I didn't have to. He, he, he basically let me do what I do, and if I messed up, I had to do the way he wanted done. And whatever coach I've had, I've always did the best with that. You know what I mean? You just kind of let me do it my way, and if I mess up, I do it your way. And it's always on well. So my senior year up being my by far my best year um, at Chapel Hill. Um, we ended up being four and eight that year. We lost a grand total of six games by like 12 points. Mm -hmm. um, so we were close. Um, but uh, end up making all ACC, um, top ten in the nation in sacks, top you know top two um, in the ACC in sacks, and so uh, I, I was happy with the progress. And uh, you know, you know, Coach Davis and his staff did a great job with just transforming us in you know just a year's time. How how important was um, get. Uh, getting your uh, degree as well um, at UNC and, and talk to the, to the younger, to the younger cats that, that, that might be watching this of, of using your time wisely of being a student athlete and being a, and being a student as well, like balancing the two. How, 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 how did you do, um, balancing both of those to get a degree, but then perform on the field uh, week on week every week at a, at a uh, high level. Yeah, yeah, great question. So, um, 
the degree um Chapel Hill, you know, see had, you know, tutors in place. And then they had, you know, they had all the resources you needed to be successful. So you either utilize the resources or you didn't. And when I say utilize the resources, that means if you need, if you didn't understand something, they had people there to help you. You know what I mean? Whether it was students that went to school for, you know, that particular subject or just people that, you know, that you went to, you played ball with that understood it a little better than you. You know what I mean? So like it, it really taught me, this is the time I seen, like we, we call the study hall was a building where we just did all our studying and stuff at. I really seen, you know, that this right here was basically like responsibility. You know what I mean? Like responsibility. So we can go in and tell the advisor what major you want to do. And the advisor advised us, you know, to do it or not. You know what I mean? They never said, no, do this. You know what I mean? So when you go in, I went in and um, basically told the advisor what I wanted to do. And she said, hey, okay, this is gonna take a lot of work. I said, okay, cool, I'm up for it. And so, um, you know, I was study. I ain't gonna lie, some days I didn't wanna study. Some days I didn't study. But for the most part, those days I didn't wanna study, man, I just kinda, I always thought about my goal of making it to the NFL. And I knew when you get to an organization like that, they always want to backtrack and ask those people that you encounter with on what kind of student you was and what kind of person, because that denotes, you know, essentially what kind of professional you're going to be in the NFL because you ain't going to have nobody holding your hand in. You know what I mean? So I took, I took school serious because I had to. School never came easy to me. You know what I mean? Most people don't know. I was this far away from being put in remedial classes in my first, uh, in first grade. Um, but my dad and my mom, you know, um, basically stopped that and did what deemed necessary, you know, to spend extra time with me to not have to go that route. So school, it always took me a little longer. It still takes me a little longer now. I have to reread things a lot. So I knew my weaknesses and um, I just, you know, capitalized on it. Um, and then for student athletes, man, like one of the, one of the biggest things is your time management. You know what I mean? Because your time is really accounted for to when you wake up to you go to bed at night. In between that, you're on the go. You're on the go. You're lifting weights, you're practicing, you're studying film, you're eating, and then it's study hall. Then it's repeat. You know what I mean? So any student athlete, I would say manage your time wisely. You know what I mean? Manage your time wisely. And, you know, you basically get out what you put in. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, if you put in hard work, it's going to reflect in your grades. If you don't put in hard work, it's going to reflect in your grades, just like on the field. You know what I mean? If you don't study field, if you don't lift your weights, uh, you ain't going to be successful out there. So I would say treat it just that the field study, treat that just as important. It's just important on off the field as well, too, because you're both studying something, but one you're a little more natural at, which is why you got a scholarship. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, and the other one you're not. So. I just say just work at it, man. I mean, if you're a student athlete, it already shows that you can work for whatever you want. Just it's work at the student part. You know what I'm saying? You only got four years, maybe five years, and it's gonna fly by. So just go ahead and do it, and uh, you know, and and and, and take advantage of it. What, what was your degree in, Holly? My sociology. Okay. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Um, you you uh get all these accolades. 
your your senior your senior year. Um, do you get an invite to the combine? I didn't. It's, it's funny you said I was thinking about that today. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did. And um, you know, I'm just talking about time ready chip on the shoulder. Um, my life always had a pattern. You know what I mean? And one of the patterns is. You know, reporters always say there's a lot of, I can't tell you how many times, how many articles where the word snub the reporters use when it, it comes to talking to me, talking about me. And so, um, the combine, I got, I got snub. You know, it's one of those things that I'll flat out say I got snub. Um, you know, top 10 in the nation in sacks, um, you know, on a team that didn't win any games. So, the opportunities were, were, were few. Um, you know, just got snubbed, but um, I didn't complain at all. Didn't complain. Uh, pro day came and I tore it up. I tore it up um, to the point where the scouts were oohing and ah, you know what I mean? And you know, you know, in those side atmospheres, you know, they try to keep the poker face, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So I left that day, I killed it. I, I, I killed it, man. I killed it. it uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I posted, I posted times that had I been at the combine, I would have, I still would have records to this day. You know what I mean? I ran a four four nine at defensive end and kind of put it in perspective. That's fast for a DB. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I posted some great times, and uh, you know, I, I left that day feeling, feeling like I left it all on the field. You know what I mean? Whether I get drafted or not. You know, I did all I can. So, yeah, man, they ain't giving me that advice to the combine, boy. I, I was thinking about it today. I'm still kind of heated about that, man, because, <laughs> because I, I like pressure situations. You know what I mean? Just to be on that TV and all eyes on you, man, like, I just felt like, you know, it would have been an opportune time. Like, I would have made a lot of money that day. But, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know what I mean? And I'm grateful that I had an opportunity to play. You go, you go into that scene, you, you go in your scene here that summer. Um, are, are, do you have the backup plan of, of maybe, uh, you know, some, so many great athletes in college, they never, they never play football again. That's, you know, after they play college, that, that's pretty much, that's it. Um, did you have the mindset of like, hey, I might get picked up as a free agent, I might get drafted? Or I might have to get a job. What, what what is your mindset going into that summer before you get drafted? I'm playing in the NFL. From hell out water, I'm there. I'm there. And, you know, because I just killed this pro day and the teams are talking to me and, you know, well-known agent, you know, I have is telling me that I'll be third round. You know, no, 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 you know, no, you know, how do you put it? At least a third round. Mm -hmm. And I knew, you know, I knew that I was like, you know what, I'm getting drafted. Like, and it's crazy said, I never thought about it. It never once crossed my mind, what if I don't make it? And I think that's very important because what we envision, what we tell ourselves, it will come into fruition. You see what I'm saying? Like, there was, I didn't have one inkling. Like, if I didn't make it, I would have been in trouble. You know what I mean? I honestly didn't have no plan. I was like, I'm making it. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, uh, you know, I end up, you know, getting drafted. I remember, I remember like it was yesterday. I was watching, I was watching the the evening news, and and they run down the Carolina Panther draft picks, 
and your name came up. I forgive me. I don't remember. I, I don't remember which pick you was, but I remember. Yeah, I remember seeing that on the screen and just being so proud of you, bro. Like I was like, damn, Holly got drafted, and not just drafted, drafted to the Carolina Panthers, man. That yeah. was just so nuts. Just just from being from where we from, having pride from where we from, and to see you get drafted to the Carolina Panthers, man, was just man nuts. Take me to the 24 hours up to the draft and getting that call. What's that process like, bro? Man, it can be it can be stressful. It can be stressful because at this point, you know, you, you've already taken visits to the team. So you have, you know, I took like I think like five or six visits to different teams, you know, where they bring you in, you know what I mean? They do your height, weight, and all that. They talk to you. They kind of see if, all right, we're going to draft you or not. It's kind of like an interview, you know what I'm saying? Um, informal interview. And so you have your visits, you're talking to teams, you know, to be honest, the Patriots call me every, almost every day leading up, leading up to the draft. So you got to think in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, the Patriots going to draft me, you know what I'm saying? And so um, that last 24 hours, you know, you just kind of think about like, all right, the dream comes true, like, you know, I wonder who's going to draft me. You're trying to gauge, you know. Of course, I'm thinking of the Patriots because, you know, they've been, you know, talking to me the most. They've been coming down to see me the most. Like, I'm just thinking it's already laid out, you know what I mean? So, you know, of course, at this time, you know, you know, you have the first day, which is the first rounders, you know what I'm saying? And you got the second day, which is second through, like, the fifth or whatever. You got your last day, fifth through the seventh or whatever. So, you know, of course, the first day, you know, you look or whatever, you see people. Did you have, did you have um, draft party or uh, or anything? Nah, you know, we came out. Nope, nope. I just wanted to be with my family, mm -hmm. uh, my mom and dad, uh, my brother Marlon, rest in peace. Um, and uh, you know, we just just chill at the house, man. Just chill at the house, watch the mama cook. Want no big. I didn't want to make it no big deal. You know what I'm saying? Uh, put any like you know any more pressure on the situation. So the first day goes by or whatever. So the second day you kind of wake up, you know, I'm thinking, you know, my agent's third round or whatever. I'm like, all right, it's gonna be the day or whatever. So, you know, you wake up a little, a little more pep in your step or whatever, trying to play it cool or whatever. And, you know, you're really by the TV a lot this day because you feel like this is gonna be the day. Mm -hmm. So, you know, second round come and, you know, you start seeing people get drafted that, you like I'm, I'm better than him. I'm better than him. That guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm better than him, and my stats better than him. Mm -hmm. So, are they drafting him off potential, or are they drafting him off what what he's actually done? Right. So I'm like, all right, cool. That's what's up. All right. So that means I got to get a little more stats. You're just showing they made a mistake. So then that becomes a pattern. You know what I mean? And then you see a guy that get drafted. And you like, oh no, like I know I'm better than him. Like he in the ACC too. Like, yeah, what three sacks? Oh no, I know I'm better. You know what I mean? It's not like hating, but it's 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 really at that point you're 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 putting the facts out there and the potential because when you prove yourself, you feel like you should get you know you should get rewarded for it. And so you start seeing that, and then you see some somebody else. So at this point. You know, it's third round. 
third round pass. I ain't get drafted. So my agent talking to my agent. He's like, yeah, we're talking about blah, blah. I'm like, all right, cool. Fourth round coming. No call yet. So to be honest, came out at this point, like, I ain't um, I'm infuriated. You know what I mean? Like, I don't really want to talk to nobody. You know what I mean? I just want to stay in my zone. So at this point, I'm kind of in and out, you know, in and out of the house. Really don't even want to watch it no more. You know what I mean? Uh, and so uh, that day passed by. So now you got day three, whatever. Day three comes, you know, that's like your fifth, seventh round, whatever. At this point, I'm mad. I'm like, yo, wherever I go, undrafted, drafted, I'm killing it, showing it made a mistake. Like, I can't believe such and such and such got drafted, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know what I mean? And so um, fifth round comes. At this point, I'm not too mad because I feel like or like get drafted fifth, seven round drafted, it's the same at this point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, I'm literally uh, patient, still calling. They ain't doing that. They bluffing the whole time. <laughs> I'm figuring out. I'm figuring out. They probably will do undrafted. You know what I mean? That's that's what they do. You know, they, they get you for the cheap. So that was, they still calling, saying, "Yeah, we got a pick, blah blah blah." Pick come up, they don't. You know, they get somebody else. So at that point, a uh, a Miami number come in. Hello, blah, blah, blah. Ah, this is such and such from the Dolphins. Blah, blah, we got a pick coming up. We're going to draft you, blah, blah, blah. I said, hold on. 704 number beeps in. I said, hold on. Hello. Hey, how you doing? Blah, blah, blah. It's Coach Fox. You ready to be a Panther? Shoot, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm ready to be a Panther. You know what I mean? And so it just happened just like that. And so by this point, my mom and dad, my mom, from my, well, I think my brother Marlon came out. Like, what are you Panthers blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So everybody excited. They see it on the TV. You know, on the TV, the guy's talking about it, Mel Kuyper. You know, I think he actually talked about how, you know, I should have been drafted higher because I was one of his most top five improved players that year. And he projected me to be like third, fourth round. And so, you know, you kind of he kind of talked about it or whatever. Um, and so uh, that was it. You know what I mean? Um, that was it. It was – it was a learning experience, and I forgot one detail. The first day I went fishing, uh, there's a guy named Harry Covington, the big UNC alumni from back in Longburg. Mm -hmm. The first day I did spend it over there, I, I went fishing or whatever. Okay. So, yeah, I went, I went fishing. Who 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 did who did they compare you to uh, coming out of college? You know, you 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 got the name last name Taylor. Uh, did they compare you to Jason Jason Taylor any? Yep. Yep. That's one of my favorite players. Yep. Um, there was a lot of yeah, a lot of comparisons with that because we was about the same size. He's a little taller than me. But um, yeah, yeah, that was my comparison. Jason Taylor. So you get to UNC, you 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 have an um uh Julius Peppers is there. Um does he does he take you under his wing? What 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 does what does Pep do? Yeah, so I mean, Pep, yeah, he he took me under his wing. Um, the whole time I was there, you know, he was kind of a big brother. Uh, Pep, Pep is more of a uh, he's very cerebral. Like he likes to ask a lot of questions, questions, rhetorical questions. He already know the answers to just to see where you head at. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, he would challenge me with questions, and uh, for the most part, you know what I mean? Like he seems I was doing something wrong. You know what I mean? He'd be like, try it this way or whatever. So we were talking about UNC. He actually, the first time, every, first time I ever flew on a jet, he flew, he flew me on a jet 
uh, to go see the UNC and Florida State game back in 2009 uh, when they played on a Thursday night. So that's the type of heart he has, you know what I mean? Uh, he's, he's definitely a giver. Um, and, you know, he it was a blessing, man, to just they go from saying to my program guy, I'm in the UNC, you know, if there was one person I could switch a day with, it would be Julius Peppers to actually have a locker next to him every single day. You know what I'm saying? It was like, I mean, you couldn't write it up any better. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, bless Absolutely. Your rookie year, um, who's on who, Who's on that Panthers team? Is is, is Jake Long still there or Steve uh, yeah. Smith? Yeah, Jake DeLong, Steve Smith, Musa Muhammad, Julius Peppers, Thomas Davis, John Beeson, uh, Mike Kumiatu, um, Chris Gamble, Nate Sally. It was a we were loaded that year, and we we, we should have should have went to the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sure. The Panthers went to Super Bowl a few years before that. They did ninety well probably two thousand three, two thousand four, yeah. something like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, um, what 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 is your welcome to the NFL moment? Welcome to the NFL moment. I would say, and it ain't really, it ain't nothing physical. You know what I mean? It ain't nothing on the field. My welcome to the NFL moment was Steve Smith knowing my name and speaking to me first. Wow. Yeah, yeah, because you know how TV can portray one thing. And I told you each situation I've been in or whatever, you know, he had to earn respect. You know what I mean? And so I ain't gonna lie, going into the Panthers and seeing Steve on the field and stuff, I felt like he was gonna be the one I had to earn my respect through. You know what I mean? So I had this whole picture made up of how it was gonna go down. You know what I mean? He was gonna be disrespectful. I was gonna have to, you know, we was gonna have to check, you know, check. You know what I mean? You just kind of had this whole. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? So, so going in, I walk in the locker room and, uh, He's like, how's it, man? Welcome to the team. I'm like, what? You know, you got you to play it cool because now, you know what I mean, you, you're going to be around a lot of that. But when he did that, man, I was just like, wow. Like, I want to ask him, like, how you doing my name? You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, man, that, that was a welcome moment. I knew then that I, you know, that I made it, you know, that I was here in the NFL and I was around the players that, I was used to seeing playing on every Sunday. Now, now you being a businessman now, um, mm -hmm. what? How, how did you? First off, what did you do with your first NFL check? And mm -hmm. secondly, how did you learn how to, you know, manage that type of money that you've never uh, had before? Yeah. So my first check. I ain't gonna lie, I don't even know what I did with it. You know, I did with it. I probably, I know I saved it. You know what I mean? Because my dad, even before I made it, you know, uh, to the NFL, instilled me how to save money and, you know, cover your what ifs. Meaning, you know, what if this goes wrong? You know what I mean? Or if you have a meeting in an hour, what if your, your, your tire goes flat? You know what I mean? So it's kind of, you kind of got to cover with what ifs, what if something happens. So, uh, I honestly don't know what I did with the first check. Um, I will say my first big purchase, though, um, wasn't until after the season 
that January, I bought my first car. Mm. Like in my name. I had a car, but it was my first car in my name. And I did it because again, my dad instilled me code to what it was. Yeah, I knew I made a team, but it wasn't guaranteed. You know what I mean? I can get fired, you know what I mean, the week, the day after or the same day they say I made a team. So I wanted to make sure that I had a nice cushion of money in my account before I started buying, you know, making big purchases. You know what I mean? And so um, I waited till after the season. And uh, that's when I made my big purchase. Um, and in terms of my money, like I said, again, my dad, man, he he always said cover to what else. My dad always been an entrepreneur. Uh, a lot of people don't know this, you know. My dad owned a company called Perfect Beat Productions back in the day. And that house, uh, my brother was a DJ. And there was another DJ named Beaver G. Well, my dad is the only one that I know ever in Scotland County, or even in North Carolina, to have Will Smith and Jazzy Jeff come to Longburg. He had them at Rockers Roller Dome and Heavy D there. A lot of people don't know that. So that's that's yeah, that's the kind of stuff my dad was on. He was he was ahead of his time, he was a big marketer. Mm-hmm. So he always was on the entrepreneur game. So by him learning certain things in the past, you know, he taught me how to just save up and spend things on assets, not liabilities. Got you. Um, uh, how, how many years do, do do you spend at the Panthers? I was with the Panthers for three years. Three years. Mm-hmm. Three years. Um, uh, another moment I remember, you get traded. Uh, I did, yeah. Yeah, straight to the Lions, if I remember right. Yep, you're right. Yep, yep. So to the Lions. Yep. And here, and then I remember seeing a story that says Holly Taylor doesn't report to the Lions. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, was you was you shocked by the trade, or was you was you did you kind of expect it could happen? At that moment, uh, hey Ron, I was so used to holding a lot in and. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people think, you know, I was ready with a silver spoon in my mouth that everything was on the door. Nah, it wasn't. I just chose to keep pushing through a lot of stuff. And I held a lot in. I held a lot in. So I wasn't going to be the guy, go to the guidance counselor and say, you know, hey, Kayvon, picking on me or, you know, I never was that guy. You know what I mean? I was always, you know, taking on the chin or whatever and handle it how I handle it. You know what I mean? And so leading up to that, there was a lot that transpired. Firstly, in the NFL, I found out real quick that it was a business, meaning that it wasn't like college, it wasn't like high school, and it wasn't like Little League, where the best men played, you know what I mean? Now you have money invested. You had a lot of people covering themselves. Mm-hmm. If one guy say, hey, draft Kayvon, and, and Kayvon ain't doing that well, well, he got to justify why Kayvon not doing well and to keep giving Kayvon a chance and don't play high league. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So you see a lot of political things, you know what I mean? And so there was a lot going on that people didn't know, know about. Um, I made a team every year I was with the Panthers, but there was some stuff going on to where, you know, uh, a different coach, you know what I mean? Uh, the guy that brought me in, he left after my first year. So guess what? I had to start over again like I did at UNC. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I, I've never had a consistent coach more than two years. You know what I mean? And in the NFL, that helps you because 
if Kayvon, if you draft Highly Taylor and you like me, and you in the NFL for 15 years and I stay healthy, guess what? You're going to take Highly wherever you go. You know what I mean? And so you see a lot of players when they play a long time like that, not to discredit their ability, but a lot of it has to do with that coach liking that player. You know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? So they're going to take him. So long story short, my second year with the Panthers, a new coach came in. You know what I mean? So I had to earn his respect. His name was Brian Baker. He came from the Rams. This is, this is, your, this is your position coach? Position coach, yes, sir. Yeah. And, yeah, the position coach, yeah. So he comes in and, you know, rightfully so, he brings in Rams players from where he came from. Well, Haile got to – I got to get it. You know what I mean? I made the team. You know what I mean? I'm on there. Third year, he's there. Training camp. I hurt my knee. Mm. You know what I mean? So not only am I battling making the team – and battling, you know, this coach's previous players, I'm now battling a knee injury that, you know what, I had in college, but hopefully it's not as bad. So now, you know, the saying is you can't make the club in the toe, which means as long as long as you're in that training room, the NFL gonna get rid of you. So I'm dealing with all these mental things, you know what I mean? I'm dealing with them mentally. And um, at this point, you know, that year they put me on IR, which means injury reserve. So I didn't play that year. So I'm kind of disappointed. Well, I am disappointed because I never set a year out of my life of playing football. Now I'm injured. Now I'm in the NFL. And NFL, people are saying, stands for not for long. So now I got an injury. So I'm not helping my chances of staying in the NFL. Fast forward 2011, lockout year. You know what I mean? We're going into the lockout year whatever. Can't be at the facilities, can't really do nothing. You have to do all your practices off sites because, you know, you're trying to still negotiate the league, trying to negotiate with the team. So fast forward, they reach an agreement. All right, we got training camp. All right, cool. Drive down to Spartanburg and, you, you know, you typically go to Walford, you know what I mean, is where we would be at Walford. Mm -hmm. Going to, uh, you know, routine at this point, I know how it goes. I walk into a routine. You know, you go through your training, your doctors, they get everybody checking you out, blah, blah, blah. And then after this, you go to your dorm room or your locker room. Right. Well, after all that happened, I proceed to go put my items in my locker. Well, I see number 97, which is my number at the time, but they don't say Taylor Bob. So at this point, I'm pissed off. I'm like, at that point, I locked eyes with the equipment guy who's like, highly. I don't know what's going on. I just did what I was told. I said, all right, cool. I walk out. I see the GM, Marty Herman, at this point. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to, you know, a guy that just got a big paycheck or whatever. And so I, I went up there. I'm, I'm standing. I'm like, can I talk to you right quick? We go upstairs. And he proceeds to say, Ali, yeah, um, we've been talking about what we're going to do with you. Um, you know, we had a player at the time. It was Greg Hardy. You know, he got in the wreck. He got in the wreck, so we're trying to figure out what we're going to do. So before he can say figure out what we're going to do, I stayed in my hand out. I said, you know, uh, Marty, I appreciate the opportunity. And so I walked out. So, I mean, technically it was one of those things that as he was explaining it, I kind of see where it was going. It was kind of going to utilize me, you know, as a fresh body until Greg got healthy. And so, you know, remind you, everything I've been going through at this point, I exploded. You know what I mean? And so – uh, 
on the way to Spartanburg, I think even before I got to Spartanburg, my agent called and said, hey, uh, Detroit Lions just claimed, claimed your uh, your contract or whatever. I'm like, you know what? I said, man, I ain't want, I ain't, I ain't want to go. I don't want to play. You know what I mean? And so, um, you know, honestly, man, um, looking back, I would have did it differently. But I think that moment in my life taught me on how, you know, we should always find an outlet to vent. You know what I'm saying? It's not good to keep things in. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, you know, thankfully, even after doing that, Detroit still wanted me to come. And uh, I went down to Florida for a while with Coach Vat, mm -hmm. get my mind right. Detroit still wanted me. I went up to Detroit. Unfortunately, my knee still wasn't right. So they kind of released my contract at that point. Uh, following year, you know, I had a short stint with Tampa Bay. And then uh, after that, I went to Canada for two years. So I don't know. I don't even remember the Tampa Bay stand. That's yeah, cool. it was a spring, it was in the spring, man. It was off season. Um, it wasn't like during the season. It was very short. It was probably about two, two or three months. Okay. Um, yeah, it just it wasn't a good fit. Um, wasn't a good fit for my position. So um, it happens. You know what I'm saying? So I think that was a, that was the second time I got fired. <laughs> at this at this point, being an NFL player, take take me back to. When you in the NFL and you would go back to Lauren Bird, what what would that what would that what would the response be, and and how and how and how would the city gravitate towards you as you as you being in, in such an elite club of mm -hmm. people to make it to that level? What 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 was the the feel? What was the excitement like going back to Lauren Bird? Um, to be honest, man, uh, you know I love Lauren Bird, but. You know, another thing I learned from my dad and learned from my, my brother Marlon is you got to stay a couple steps ahead. So, you know, one thing that kind of I didn't like is when I immediately got drafted, they put how much I made in the Longbird Exchange paper. You know what I mean? So now my business is out there. I never get talking to my agent. I'm like, how can they do that? Tell me how I made it. He's like, hey, you're public now. You know what I mean? You basically found your public spirit. So, um, I knew then I kind of, uh, I was psyched to go home, but I always moved, you know, a little different. You know what I'm saying? I was always visiting people I knew. Um, if he was going to a restaurant, honestly, I had my mom and dad go, you know what I mean? Because I never, I, I never liked all the attention. I still don't like attention, you know what I mean? So that was my way of avoiding that, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, when it came to my nephews and stuff, having little league games, I would go. And, uh, you know, the city, man, like, they always show me love. They always say, man, we're proud of you, Ali. You know, they want to take pictures. You know, you have some people claiming they babysit you. And I'm like, Mom, is this, this one of you to babysit you? Like, nah. <laughs> so, uh, nah, man, it was always love. It still is love right now, man. Um, you know, uh, I'll forever love, love Warren Bird. Um, one thing I do, you know, and I say this on the podcast, I've always thought about it. Um, you know, one thing I, I do think need to happen is, you know, how much need to be paid to, you know, Junior Harrington and, you know, uh, you know, people that, that that made it to the next level because it's rare. You know what I'm saying? Um, Junior will never say it, but I always tell him, Junior inspired me to want to make it to the NFL because he was the first person I've ever seen to make it to a professional level that was the NBA. And so I just feel like, you know, you know, that's one part we can't do better in Longbird. You go there now, 
nobody ever knows anybody made it. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, not just that, just just people making like yourself, you're successful. Um, we got lawyers there. Um, we got a lot going on there. And yeah, there's negativity there, but we have a lot of positivity. So that just got to be pushed more. So the people and the kids there know that, hey, like it can be done. Like it's vital, man. Like you, you got to see somebody else do it. It, it. it helps the vision out. You know what I'm saying? Like I didn't, I didn't see anybody make the NFL when I made it. I heard about people afterwards, but you know, just to have somebody, you just like, dang, like Junior in the NBA, like, right? It, you know what I'm saying? It helps. So I just feel like Scott McCown, we, we got to do better at that. Like, there's a lot of greatness came from that that city, and just the homage got to be be paid, and, and flowers got to be provided. You know what I mean? But, I, so. I I could imagine the pressure that a young Zamir White went through because. We never seen the city that turned up, ever, yeah. mm-hmm. and to the to the point where it's like, um, by the time you get to the senior year, like it's like you going to a, a Scotland game, it's like no seats, like it's it's crazy. Like I remember going like to the Richmond Scotland game in senior year, it's like nowhere, it's like nowhere to sit, and it's like, man, I can imagine what that, what that young man deals with on an everyday basis, man. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, man, and and hopefully that young man will, will get his opportunity to play on Sundays as well. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he will. He um, I was talking to Coach Steele the other day about it. I mean, he's one of the top players, you know, from from high school. You know what I mean? And you know, he's great. Got great ability. As long as he stay healthy, you know, he'd be the next one to make it. You know what I mean? And he can inspire another young kid you know, from Scotland County to make it and just keep it going. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, once once the trail is blazed, you gotta keep it blazing. You know what I'm saying? You gotta keep it going. And so um it's huge, man. Like I just think about it now, man. Just the NFL, like they draft two hundred people every year. You gotta think two hundred people. I don't know how many cities in the US, but I guarantee you there's a way more than two hundred let's say there's two hundred cities. They just say if it's two hundred cities in the US. Right. One of those cities got chose was Longburn, North Carolina. Think about it now. Right. Think about it. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you put it in perspective, and we got like four or five or six players within the past 10 years that make it, that got to be accounted for, man. Like, it got to be. And then one NBA, not mention NBA. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's rare, man. It's just. Like, I'm proud of every person that made it. I'm proud of you, you got your podcast. I'm proud of everybody that's doing something from Longbird. Like, there is positivity there. There is greatness there. We just got to embrace it, and we just got to pay homage. You know what I'm saying? And so, I don't know, man. That's just mind-boggling. Just to, that's rare, k Like, just think about Longbird, right? Longbird. And it's crazy when you, in politics, you meet people and you say, you know, we're we're from we're from Wakeham. They don't know that. Yeah. But when you say you say Lauren Burke's got on the county, like, oh boy, y'all boys play some football down there, boy. And they <laughs> yeah, get, yeah. They, they get so excited, man. It's like, yeah, man, we we ball. Was you was you was you quite surprised um when Scotland County started doing so great in football the post years after after you like you know, years late after you left, like what's I actually watched them win it in I think 2011. 2011, yep, exactly. At, yeah. at um at uh Wake Forest, 
Yeah. And um and then after that, man, they just kept going on a tear, a tear, a tear, a tear. Like yeah. if they ain't in the champion, they, they plan for a championship. Um yeah. I don't want you to throw anybody under the bus or anything, but what what do you think of the biggest difference in when when y'all played? Uh because y'all had y'all had studs, man. You had you had, you had studs as well. And that and, and then when those guys just went to another level, what what do you think? I'm going to keep it all the way real with you. And I have plenty of conversations. The biggest difference is the conference. There is a big difference between 4AA and 4A, hands down. I don't, whatever nobody says, I respect your opinion, but playing is two different things. 4AA, you're, you're, you're competition. You're playing, you're playing competition every week, weekend and uh, week, week out. You know what I'm saying? Like, Back then, like, the game that we would be like, all right, you know what I'm saying, we can't chill, but it's all right, was printing up sweat. And we couldn't sleep with them boys. Like, them boys was thumping. Right. You know what I'm saying? Then you had Pinecrest, maybe. But outside of that, you playing them boys from Fayetteville, which they breeding them NFL players to. And in the playoffs, you playing people like Chris Lee. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? i never forget when we, when we made it to the uh, playoffs both years, like, you're always playing somebody on another team that at least has two D1 athletes with full rides. Right. Every week, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, my junior year was Chris Lee. My senior year, there was a dude named Andrew Pierman. His brother named Abby Pierman played for Virginia, but Andrew went to uh, Hawaii. He ran like a 4-2. But he was nice. You see what I'm saying? So I would say, you know, not to discredit because they can't help, you know, how big the school is, but I will say that the biggest difference is the conference, you know what I mean? I think they, they played four uh four A, and uh, when I played it was four double A, um and when you know your time in school was four double A. So up until I think whenever they switched the conference, it was always four double A. You know what I mean? Right. You playing Anson County, them boys big, right. Southview, right? That you know I mean? Brick, Westover, Seventy mm-hmm. First, Douglasburg with Calvin Larry, like. They have some ballers, so that, that's the biggest difference, Kevin Ryan. And that's not to discredit anything that they're doing now. Like, because again, you can't help how many people go to school. But when it comes to on that football field and, and playing, conference has uh, it's a big difference. All right, let's let's speed it up. Um, uh, you, you go, you go, you go, to, you go to the uh, play Canadian football. Uh, you win the championship there with the team, the team you played for. Uh, biggest difference in the games in the um, NFL and in the, in the Canadian League? Uh, the field is bigger. Uh, like, for an example, the end zone in the Canadian League is 20 yards long, and NFL is about 10. You know what I mean? Um, as a defensive lineman, my biggest difference was I had to line up a yard off the ball in order to be considered on size. So uh, to give you perspective, playing here in the States, you know, I try to get as close as possible to the football without being offside. Right. Up there, you got to look at the ball and measure by the yard and be behind there. So it kind of gives the offensive lineman a yard head start, you know what I mean, to get going to try to block it. Right. Gotcha. Uh, t- take me to that championship game. Um, what, what, was your, what, was your, what was your mind state? Uh, competing for a championship, like what? What? What did you think? What, what? What was your mindset going into a game, into the uh, championship game? Well, shoot, that that had been the first championship for me 
um, since Scotland, you know, and that was a JV championship game. Yeah. Um, y'all was on that. Y'all was on that ten and O team. Yeah, yeah. Under yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got a good memory. Well, you remember a lot. Yep, that was it. Um, so it was exciting, man. It was exciting. Uh, that opportunity to uh, get my first, you know, championship professionally, and uh, it was a great game. Um, it's kind of like it's crazy. It's kind of like the scenario is now with Tampa Bay. Mm -hmm. So you know how they already choose, you know, what what stadium is going to be hosting mm -hmm. uh, the the Super Bowl. Well, they had us in Canada, and the two the previous two years. Whoever uh, hosted the game, mm -hmm. that team ended up winning. So we was a third team. You know what I mean? We was a third team. We was hosting the game. And so the pressure was on us all year to make it because, you know, we're kind of equivalent. We were equivalent to how Green Bay is in the NFL, publicly owned, mm -hmm. super, super cold, and use the weather to their advantage. That's how it was up there. Like, so, you know, to give you perspective, the Great Cup week, it was negative 45 degrees, like negative 45 degrees. Like any conversation, immediately freeze, like mm. cold. Like to the point where you practicing, but you're not practicing because it's so cold, you know what I'm saying? Right. And so, um, yeah, so, I mean, Tom Hanks was there. Uh, you had all these celebrities, like, I mean, it was huge, man. And the crowd was very receptive. It was just a whole, you know, it was good energy. And so, um, um, you know, that night was good, man. We ended up pulling it out. And, uh, you know, you know, of course, Apple was even better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, remember, I remember seeing, seeing the pictures and, 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 and watching all that. As you're going through that process in a, in a CFL, um, are you still having, are you still having, uh, hopes of getting back in the NFL? Yeah. Yep. I am. So, um, I signed a two year deal, um, to go up there, um, First year, of course, went well. Second year, and this is no exaggeration. Probably, probably the best training camp I ever had in my life. Like, because, you know, I'm thinking like I'm getting back to the league. This is my contract year. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to get back to the league. And uh, I was healthy. And so, um, you know, <laughs> this is during training camp. You know, we had two of day practices. Mm -hmm. And we had to practice at night. And... You know, we were actually, the drills that we were doing wasn't full speed. You know what I mean? They were just drills kind of get the concept down. Mm -hmm. And I ended up slipping, it was wet. And guess what? Messed up my knee again, the same knee. So it was hot again. And it was like, oh man, not again. Like my contract year, like, and so, um, you know, they put me on injury reserve because it was one of those incidents where like, you know, it would be constant, you know what I mean? It would be constant. Like, I will get it drained sometimes, and a lot of fluid would come out, and then the fluid would come right back. And so, you know, especially the position I played men and down, you know what I mean? Like, that, that, that wasn't working. So, uh, long story short, that uh, that year um, didn't play. But uh, I can say this now. Uh, I ended up getting healthier sooner, so I was practicing or whatever. And so uh, the team got fined because I was practicing one day and a reporter was writing about me, like how I was doing. Mm -hmm. And so it was like, Holly, you can't, now nah, you can't practice, but you got to chill. You know, we just got fined because, you know, the reporter 
seen you, whatever, which, I mean, was a, I was happy because that means we like, all right, well, cool. That should show y'all that I'm, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, of course, you know, business-wise, after that year, you know, they low-balled me, you know what I mean? Because they knew what I was capable of doing, but other teams didn't. And so, at this point, my dad, I found my dad was, was having some sicknesses. And so, uh, I just said, you know what? I had a good run. I'm done. So, uh, I ended up giving it up, man, you know. You know, getting about five or six years in professionally. And so, um, yeah, just after that, just start exploring different options. Um, a few years ago, you and you, you and a bunch of young men, um, I, I filmed an event for y'all. Y'all come up mm -hmm. with uh, the homeboys, mm -hmm. the group. Um, um, y'all wanted to give, y'all want to give, give back to Scotland County to to the community. Um, what what um, I thought I thought to Quint had Quint on the podcast. Uh, you know, he told me about a hike or something like that y'all took, mm -hmm. and and y'all wanted to to come together. Um, what 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 ultimately made you want to get on board? Yeah, so it's actually something you know I reached out to to Quint about, um, and you know I knew at the time I knew that he was you know he. You know, some of the stuff that he was doing, you know, I like what I was seeing. And so uh called a meeting and then, you know, just kind of threw it out there, what the idea was. And, you know, of course he was on board or whatever. And um, you know, kind of said, let's do it, do it together. See how many, you know, get you know, a bunch of people from the area again that's doing great things, get them together and just go back and show everybody collectively, you know, that you can do it too, you know what I'm saying? That, you know, everybody's not an athlete, you know what I mean? Everybody's not an entrepreneur, but everybody's doing something successful. And guess what? They're from exactly where you're from. Right. You know what? You may not be from Scotland County, but somebody out of this group, not Scotland County, Scotland Naked, but somebody in this group can be Scotland Lake. Uh, Waverly, somebody else can be from Waverly. Moody Grass, we got somebody too. So that group was, is formulated, I ain't gonna say words, this COVID kind of, you know, slow things up. But the group is formulated and it's all inclusive. Like, you know, Kayvon, you a homeboy. You know what I mean? It's 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 not like no, it's just these people, you know what I'm saying? It's anybody that's from Scotland County that's successful, that's a board, you know what I mean? Or a man. And so um that's kind of how it's configured. And you know, we did some events, they went very well. Uh we started talking early last year, but unfortunately, COVID came. Uh so right now, you know, we haven't did Anything right now, just to kind of be precautious, but uh, it's definitely going to be up and running. And, you know, of course, we'll still, you know, get you involved. Because, yeah, I remember you being there that day uh, with the video. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was our first event, actually. Yeah. Let's talk about, uh, before I let you go, um, your T-shirt, uh, Next Play. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Speak, speak about um, what's that What's that organization and what you got going on with that. Yeah, yeah, man. Appreciate that. So Next Play Mentality is – a term that I learned playing sports. And it essentially means if, you know, you messed up on a play that have the next play mentality, meaning that you don't have time to, you know, celebrate how well you did, or you don't have time to think about how bad you did. You just got to move on to the next play and just basically essentially keep moving forward. So um, this kind of got on my heart about a year and a half ago. 
I was just thinking, I was like, you know what, next play mentality is not just for athletes. It's for everybody, you know, people in everyday life. You know, with me dealing with two deaths, you know, close deaths this past couple of years, you know what I mean? I kind of had, I had to have that same mentality. You know what I mean? It's kind of like keep moving forward. You know what I mean? Embrace transition, but keep moving forward. So next play mentality is basically a lifestyle, basically saying, you know what, like I'm embracing transitions, whether good or bad, and I'm just moving forward. You know what I mean? Like I'm enjoying life and, you know, whatever I want to do, you know what I mean? If I make a mistake, so be it. If I do well, so be it, but I'm gonna keep challenging myself and move forward. So um, a pair of gonna keep being made, you know, golf shirt, hats, things of that nature. And the plan is to make it a lifestyle, you know what I mean? When people see this, they get inspired. Um, social media is gonna get a lot more going on with that. I'm getting a company involved with that. So uh, the plan is just inspirational, man. Just inspire people, man, just to keep going. Um, and just make it, you know, next play the best play. Absolutely. Um Man, it's, it's definitely been an honor to to talk to you, uh, man. I wish you nothing nothing but the best. Um, uh, before before we go, um, talk 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 to the people about what you're doing with with real estate and stuff like that in in the community as well. Before I let you go, yeah, yeah. So um, you know, I have a company. Uh, me and one of my homeboys, Bruce, called All HLC. Uh, we essentially, man, we invest. Uh, and all real estate across North Carolina, South Carolina, just wherever, um, but mainly North Carolina right now in the Fayetteville area. So, you know, we basically go in, uh, the property distress or a homeowner is in need of some assistance or whatever, we go in, um, I'll negotiate with them and, and help them out. And then while we're helping them out, we help another person out by going in there, upgrading the house to, uh, you know, 2021 standards. And, uh, you know, making their dream come true. Basically, you know, giving them, you know, their dream home, you know what I mean? So we go in there, renovate it, and, uh, you know, resell it. So it's rewarding, man, because you go in and you, you see something. A lot of times, what we see is an ugly house. I mean, right, ugly, you know what I mean? But then you have to envision how you want it to look, right? And once you envision what it looked like, you have somebody else say, you know what, oh my gosh, like, I love that. This is what I want. It's rewarding, man. You know what I mean? Because it's like the vision that you once had in your head, you was able to put it out there and now somebody else appreciates that. You know what I mean? And sometimes, you know, it's what people have been dreaming of. So uh, that's essentially what we do. Um, you know, we, uh, you know, if you know anybody, anybody, whatever, what we do is go in, man, and we just try to solve problems for people. Um, you know, if they in dire need, or, you know, if they invest in themselves and they just want to get rid of the portfolio uh, because they're at an age where they don't want to mess with it, man, that's what we come in and uh, impress. Yes, sir. All right, tell the people where, 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 they, can, where, where they can reach you uh, if, if they would want to uh, be part of that, that program. Uh, which one are you talking about? The houses and stuff like that? Yes. Yeah, yeah so that right there is uh, we on uh, Instagram and Facebook. It's called All Acres. Mm -hmm. um, in terms of, you know, the next play mentality, you know, we got official next play mentality, uh, Instagram and on Facebook. So we have a website, any apparel, anything like that. Uh, you go there and get that. Um, my personal is Holly Taylor, um, Instagram, Holly Taylor Jr. on Facebook. You know, reach out to me. You need any uh, assistance, you need any help, any advice, 
If I can help you, I'll help you. Uh, if I can't, then uh, I'll point you in the right direction. Thank you, man. Man, Ali, I, I really appreciate your time, man. Um, for somebody that that's on the level that you that you are in in and what you've accomplished, man, you still you still as humble as hell as when I, you know, I us you know rapping in, in woodshop class, man. Yeah. And man, it's pretty pretty damn cool, man. Um, nothing but blessings and positivity to you going going forward. Um, again, I thank you. I thank you for your time. Um, uh, any any last any last words you like to leave the people with? No oh, man, I, I appreciate you. Um, you're doing something great, man. Just giving people outlets on you know uh, you know how they feel, you know their thoughts. Um, you know, great questions, man. Uh, surprised you remember so much, but uh, you know it did my heart some good today. Just having you remember a lot of stuff. So I want to say I appreciate you, man. You keep doing your thing. Uh, you keep representing Scotland County well, man, and uh, just keep doing it, man. You're doing some great, great things. Absolutely. All right, man. That's a wrap, man. Best Conversations podcast. My daughter, my daughter wants to get his. Hey, hey, sneaking. Getting here so bad. <laughs> um, Best Conversations podcast, man. This is a really special episode. Uh, uh, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for watching. Um, we end it the same way every time, man. Keep God first, and I promise everything will work itself out. Holly Taylor, man, I appreciate you, bro. I appreciate you, man. Take it easy. All right, man, you take it easy, bro. Right, you too. All right.